0: We are One Church.
1: We love God, love people, love his mission, and love his church.
0: Welcome to the One Church Podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome to this week's One Church Podcast. It's great to have you with us. We hope you've had a chance to enjoy the recent good weather, and that families and those that work in education have had a great start to the new academic year. On Sunday, we started a new teaching series in the life of one church called Open the Doors. And this week, Pastor David introduces and gives a fantastic overview of this series. This message was recorded on the 3rd of September at our central site. Enjoy.
0: In the 1950s, following a move of God in Leicester, a group of mostly new believers gathered and Faith Temple began. And a few years later, after meeting in various venues in Leicester, the church was able to purchase a number of houses and build a small hall on Upper Titchbourne Street in Highfields. And their name became New Trinity Church. And in the 80s and 90s, the, the building was renovated a couple of times as the church grew. And the name changed to Trinity Life Church. Susan and I came to lead here in 2007, which is 16 years today. 16 years today. I remember uh, when we came to have a look around in Leicester, it was a sunny day in Highfields. So there was an ice cream van on the corner, children playing. We thought, what a lovely area. And, and then when we arrived and walked in there, uh, there was a man leaning out the, uh, the house next door to the church, shouting obscenities at everyone. Our car got dinted by a football on it. I was completely overwhelmed with the area. But God has been good and has helped us. In 2008... TLC, as it became known, moved to meet in a local sports hall and then began its journey to become a multi-site church, planting in Beaumont Lees. It's its 10th birthday today. And then Braunston, and then Oadby, and then the city centre and the two funky nightclub in addition to Highfields. And we've also sowed many seeds in meetings in Burstall and Scraptoft and Stocking Farm. And TLC had a history of loving God and loving people. It carried a passion for mission, and those in need, and a heart for the wider church of Leicestershire. And we lived through our whole history with the expectation of a harvest coming. On Sunday, the, April the 1st, 1973, about 10 people began to meet in a home in Bristol. They shared life, and there was a hunger and thirst for what God was doing. And eventually, as more and more people gathered, this group of people moved and hired various buildings until they purchased a building, which is now known as the One Center here on Frog Island. The church was known as Leicester Christian Fellowship, and this later changed to All Nations Church, Leicester. And ANCL, as it was known, had a history of a deep love of his presence and a longing to encounter God. It was a prophetic house of prayer and community. And they lived their whole history with an expectation of a harvest coming. And by 2021, we realized at that time, that TLC's journey to buy or lease a new central building was unlikely to happen. We were meeting in sites around the city. And a few times every year, we would hire a larger building in the city and try and gather together. And we felt at that time, after looking at so many different venues and believing God for breakthroughs in hires, or we felt the father speak to us about the money we'd saved for buildings. And he said we should invest it into the renovation of our new Open Hands Compassion Centre in Leicester. And we did this. And it opened just out into the pandemic to bring love, Jesus, and practical help here in Leicester to thousands of people. And at the same time, we began conversations with an amazing group called the Transition Team at All Nations Church Leicester. And we began to talk about the possibility of the two churches walking together. And in August 2021, Susan, uh, my wife Susan came to stand with and lead our dear friends here at All Nations Church And they'd been through a difficult season and our heart was to support and love them and to facilitate a time of rebuilding and healing and then to release them into the next stage of their journey. And those six months that followed were a journey of love and honour and humbly walking together. And it deeply impacted us all. And in 2022, the trustees and leaders of both churches declared it was God's heart for our journey forward to be together as one church together. And we believe that this would join the rich heritage and legacy of both of our churches together for his kingdom and his bride, his purposes, and to be part of reaching Leicestershire and beyond for Jesus. We believed at that time, and still do, that it was not a relationship of convenience, but it was a marriage of two local churches choosing to serve one another and in the process to become stronger in every area. We believe this was a joining together for a multiplication to be part of seeing God do something amazing. And we have seen since that time some extraordinary God moments at every step of our journey. I believe we are living in a miracle. And we remain convinced that our best days are ahead of us. And on May the 1st, 2022, we both laid down our names as churches. And together we became one church. And we immediately felt, alongside our existing sites and new sites that we will plant in the months and years to come, we felt that the Father wanted us to renovate the one center next door on Frog Island. There was a prophetic word over the house from November 2019 that as we stepped out, God would help us to pay for it. And that as we renovated, we would experience a deeper level of his presence together as a house. And in November, at a time of financial restriction for many, and a challenging time in our country, in November 2022, we saw the largest offering brought in our history as churches. And together with the sale of some of our assets in the city, some savings and some borrowings, We've been able to finish this nearly two million pound renovation. You know, an old glory to him. And, and this is just a piece of the story of the favor of the Lord. This is a momentous season for us. And we're expecting to move into a time of tremendous harvest and blessing. And we'd love you to be part of this journey. Now as a church, even though we meet in different places, you'll see next week as we gather from all over the city that we've got one heart. We love God, and we're Jesus-centered. We're a Bible-believing and a spirit-filled house. If you ever want to know what we stand for, we love people. That's all people, all nations, all generations. We believe in humble, accountable, teachable leadership made up of both men and women. We're dedicated to serving those in need, and we're passionate about compassion We'll never stop reaching out to lost people with the good news of Jesus. We believe in loving the world through mission. We invest in many people and projects and partners. We're committed to serving and loving the whole of the wider church and celebrating other churches. And as a church of many generations, we have dynamic groups and community and support for every stage of life. We're passionate about small groups and discipleship. And our heart is to release people to impact the communities where they live and influence their world for Jesus. And we aim to ensure that every person what we possibly can is pastorally cared for and supported. Our heart is to be a deeply caring house that's pastorally, prophetically and practically. And though we meet in different sites and though we'll plant more one church sites around Leicester, we are one church. And here we are, just six days away from the next part of our journey together. And who could have believed what the Lord has done? How he's come through, how he's helped us in so many areas. I was just overwhelmed this week watching how the provision of God has helped us to finish and to provide. As brand new chairs arrived this week, hundreds and hundreds of new chairs, just saying, God, look what you've done, how you've helped us. We honor you. He's placed before us as a church, an open door. And today, we begin this new teaching series for these weeks ahead on an open door. And I want to just bring an overview to us this morning for a few minutes. Because we as a house have been given an open door. Doors are mentioned throughout the Bible in both a literal and a spiritual sense. A door is shown simply as an entrance. So a way in and a way out. It's a door of hope or a symbol of future possibility. It's a barrier that can be opened in the scriptures. And in early Bible days, it was a fabric tent, an opening, a curtain that would would part. And then later, it was a solid door that often needed to be opened by a key. Or it was a spiritual way that needed to be opened by God. A door is seen as a symbol of the opening of possibilities for the gospel. Paul in Colossians says this. He says, pray for us that God may open a door for our message. The tabernacle in the Bible and the temple that followed. And the picture in Ezekiel of a spiritual temple. All mention entrances and doors both to the outside world and into the most holy place of worship. And when we look at Jesus we see that he is the door, the gate. And that through the cross, he made a new and living way. He was the door to life for every person who will respond to the gospel. We have been given as a house an open door. And here in Revelation 4, after this, we read, I looked and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here and I'll show you what must take place after this. And at once I was in the spirit and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. This picture in Revelation to encourage the faithful to resist the pressures of the day and to keep their focus on Jesus and to remind us that he is coming again. And here John describes a vision that he sees. He says, I looked and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. We've been given an open door and it's an open door. Into his presence. The voice I first heard speaking to me like a trumpet sound said, come up here. When we look at the temple built at the place of Abraham's test in Genesis 22. To sacrifice the promise from God Isaac. His presence came. When we look at the setting up of the tabernacle in the time of Moses. The people of God coming out of Egypt. We see that his presence came. When we look at the temple that was built on land bought by King David that he said cost him something deeply, we see that his presence came. When we look at the temple completed and furnished by King Solomon, his presence came. And filled the place. Look at this verse here on the screen. When the priests withdrew from the holy place. The cloud, oh Jesus, filled the temple of the Lord. And the priests could not perform their services because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled his temple. You know, that which represented their journey so far. Their worship, the ark, the tabernacle. It was all taken into the temple. And we take next week everything that we have into just a physical building. Our journey so far, our 70 years of history, who we are. And there's a deep picture here. We bring what we have and we build a new altar of worship. We have an open door to His presence. When you were saved, the Holy Spirit came and made His home in you. The presence of God is in you. He is a seal, Paul writes, guaranteeing your inheritance in Him. A seal. You know, why don't you just stop here and acknowledge him in you? It's a gift of God. God lives in you. In you. And me. And on the day of Pentecost, his spirit was also poured out. You see, his presence not only lives in us, but his presence is poured out on us. Which is why we can stop and acknowledge him within us and welcome him upon us. But there's more. Jesus said this in John 7. Let anyone. Well I'm anyone this morning. Who is thirsty. I am thirsty for you Lord. Come to me and drink. And whoever believes in me as the scriptures have said. I love the scriptures. Rivers of living water will flow from within them. Not only do we acknowledge his presence within us, not only do we stop and welcome his presence upon us, but we press in for more. We have an open door to his presence. I wonder, will you open the door in your life to his presence again and come higher? We have an open door to his power. The passage we just in says, come up here. And I'll show you what must take place after this. And at once, I was in the spirit. There's a power encounter taking place. You know, the psalmist describes a picture of ancient doors being lifted up and the king of glory coming in. Ezekiel describes a river flowing from the doorway of the temple out into the land around. And Peter, quoting the the prophet Joel on the day of Pentecost, describes a picture of the spirit being poured out On all flesh, all people. It's still Pentecost today. The promise of the Holy Spirit being poured out of signs and wonders and revival and salvation. Our passage said, at once I was in the Spirit. We are a Pentecostal church. We believe, we love the Bible and we believe in the power of the Spirit. It's not a compromise. Sometimes people say you either believe the Bible or you love the Spirit. That's rubbish. We're a Word and Spirit church. The Word is so central to what we are and we can't do anything without Him. We know that we live sometimes in the gap between promise and fulfillment. We know there are questions in a fallen world before He returns where there will be no more questions. But as we wait, he's still the God of the outpouring. I've been thinking this week about this incredible verse in Ephesians 3.20. Why don't you read it with me if you can see it from the back. Then now to him, come on, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. God has no limits. An open door in the name of Jesus to his power, to breakthrough in the heavenly realms, to demonstrations of his intervention, to moments of his healing power, to a greater level of freedom, to a time of staggering salvation and change, to a breakthrough in our city and our nation. You know, I am still dreaming and still believing that across this city, in houses of prayer all across, huge numbers of people will stand outside wanting to get saved, knocking on the doors of Christians' homes to say, what must I do to be saved? I so desperately wanted, having seen something special in Singapore earlier this year, of how people can lead their friends to Jesus. And there, is, uh, there are five pictures in there where you can lead anyone to Jesus to start To start to this, their need, and then just go around the corner and a prayer on the wall. I'm so excited about seeing people being led by their friends to Jesus just through artwork in our new building. We have an open door to his power. An open door to his presence. But you know, he's also given us an open door to people. There before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. Of course, we could contextualize that much more uh, thoroughly. But somebody was there. And Jesus has opened the way to all people. So we can now open the doors of the buildings that we have, of our homes that we live in, and every other door of opportunity we can think of to those who are always on his heart, to people. Paul writes in Corinthians, he says, a great door for effective work has opened for me. And I went to Troas to preach the gospel of Christ and found that the Lord had opened a door for me. I love this. There's a door for people, and he's inviting you to walk through it. I was so amazed yesterday, watching dozens and dozens of people drive past the front of our building and pause in cars and walking just to turn and look at the signs on our building. Someone went past, and someone's just told me in the room and said, I didn't realize there was a church here. Of course, there's always been a church here, a group of God's people, but I'm praying that everybody realizes. We're about to open an incredible coffee shop in there. I want to be honest with you. I had a cup of coffee from it in a training day on Friday. It was probably the finest cup of coffee I've ever had. And I know I'm biased. I know I'm biased, but I just loved it. I absolutely loved it. And it's a place you can come for breakfast and dinner and bring friends. You're going to love it. But everyone you see is eternal. Everyone you see, the Father wants them to come home. And we're invited to bring this message of hope, to be the hands and feet of Jesus to, in practical help, to be good news to every person. This is the heart of God. And He's made a new way. People will always be His highest concern. What we've done next door is, is just a bond. It's not it. It's a vehicle for people to find Jesus and be trained to go and reach people and tell them about Jesus. It's a barn for a harvest. The church is us doing the works of God. People are always his highest concern. It's why, honestly, before Christmas, you've got some amazing opportunities to invite people to events. I know that's not the only way. Have them around for dinner. Connect with them at work, of course. But next Sunday morning... They'll be impacted by an incredible presentation at the start, including all ages, about the sense of God's presence, his kingdom coming. Our Christmas production there in December on Saturday and Sunday near Christmas. Our carol service is on Christmas Eve. The opportunity of our Alpha course starting After an amazing mission that we're doing at the end of January, I'll tell you more about that another time. So excited about that. Flowing into an Alpha course. We've been given an open door to people. This is grace. An open door. There before me was an open door to His presence, to His power, to people. And we've got an invitation to open the door of our hearts. In that little passage we read, John saw the door. John felt the presence. John knew the power, John saw the people, and John's response pretty much was this, here am I, I'm fully in. For us as a house, this is a time of shift, a time of change. This is a unique moment, even right now. Because all the history that we've been brings us to a moment, a shift, a change. There's a harvest coming. There's a time, a shift where many people are going to get saved, even before Christmas. And some of you, some of you, when I mention change, some of you are instantly, Whoo, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Some of you are, let me pause and just reflect, I'll come back to you in a couple of days. Some of you are gone. you know, give me a few months, uh, I'll get back to you when i thought about it. And some of you change, never. But it's a time of change. and We're doing it together. And you have to respond. Jesus knocks at the door of our lives. Do we want him to come in and eat with us? The Father's placed before us an open door. I believe it's a door of favor that we have. It's a door of provision. It's a door of influence. A door of breakthrough. A door of his presence. A door of his power. A door of the impossible. A door of premises. And he invites us to run through it together. And listen, it is going to stretch us. We began to set our budget for next year in the trustees. The unknown of what it is to run this and four other sites and plant a new site and press through in some new ministries. The unknown and the faith in God that is going to help us. It's going to stretch us. It's going to need you going to need everybody to be involved. Yeah. And if I could just, just gently say, if you've been a passenger, sure. I hope you've enjoyed the ride. It it's been an absolute joy to carry you. <laughs> but let me tell you, a yeah, yeah. tiny bit heavy now, we need you to carry. Yeah. Because there's others coming who need to be a passenger for a little bit to get themselves healed and sorted yeah, sure. before they're ready to run. It's going to take everyone. We need everyone parking cars, welcoming people, serving refreshments, helping with our children, serving in the practical ministries, leading small groups, helping with our midweek ministries, reaching out into our compassion work, serving in every area you can imagine. It's going to cost and it needs you to play your part. But listen, it's a shift and it will always be worth it. Just perhaps the Lord is about to do something so great that only he can get the credit. I wonder if you're willing to walk through it, this open door, whether we're willing to walk through together. I'd love to just pray a moment. Just Stop here. Father, thank you. Thank you for this room. Thank you for the people in this room who've walked together for a period. A time of change. Thank you for that amazing group over there in our north side. Celebrating their 10th birthday. Incredible group of people there in, in Obia this morning. Celebrating all that you're doing among us. Lord, all those strong believers there in, in Braunston. Celebrating in a few moments time. Thank you for the amazing team. And, uh, and life of people meeting in city site today. Lord we're one church together. But together we want to walk through this door. And we thank you so much in the name of Jesus. Hear our prayer, hear our prayer. We're so grateful. We're just going to play a little track on the, the teles and we've written a song internally that we'll be learning the week after next. And this here's just a little snippet of it. It's called "Open the Doors."
1: Thank you Pastor David, I'm looking forward to the rest of that series continuing in the weeks ahead. If you would like to respond or reach out for prayer or support in any way, do remember that we are always here for you, you can get in touch with The Office today. There are many things coming up in the life of One Church, and we'll tell you more about those next week, but for this week there's just one thing to remember. It is now just three days until we open the Renovated One Centre at 10 Frog Island. We are expecting this to be such a fantastic weekend and we cannot wait to see you there. And it's not too late to invite someone to come with you. And remember if you're not able to join us in person, we will be live streaming the second gathering on Sunday morning on our YouTube channel. So whether it's in person or online, one church. let's not miss this momentous weekend.